Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all the meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups. Delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Recorded live. Hi, my name is Brenda Lanoff, and I'm creator of the Brenda's Mindful Healing Show, and my company's called Whispering Energetic Healing. I'm an intuitive counselor, energy healer, and speaker. And I work with lots of different individuals with some challenging health issues around the world, and you can do that with Skype and phone. But I love doing radio shows, and the intent of this radio show is really to explore options for audiences that to their own self-healing and self-empowerment and huge on self-empowerment. And so the guests that I have are, are on cutting-edge healthcare practices, and they integrate Western and alternative medicine practices. So this week on my show, I'm interviewing Dr. Karen Tan. Now, Dr. Karen Tan, uh, she attended a conference, and I saw her speak at the conference that I had attended, I guess, a few years ago, at Dr. Bradley Nelson's conference in, um, in the States. And uh, so we instead of connecting through uh, Facebook and um, person a few times, and we both have had an interest, and Karen, I'm so interested in talking to Karen today because we're going to be talking about a subject that's a little bit uncomfortable. It has been for me, and I think you might find it quite interesting. I'll give you some background for Karen. Dr. Karen uh, has graduated the magna cum laude from the University of Ottawa School of Medicine and Canada and became a board-certified in family medicine in both Canada and the U.S. At the University of Ottawa, Canada, she experienced month-long intensives in acupuncture and clinical hypnosis during her residency training. So she's worked for several medical underserved communities in New York, California, and associate professor at Santa Monica UCLA Family Residency Program teaching medical student residents. So she's her her her, her credentials go on and on here, and uh, she. She's a fabulous doctor. I'm very excited about having her on. Uh, she does a variety of different counseling and teachings. And when she's not working in her office, she coaches and counsels individuals from around the world in holistic health and personal transformation. Transformation, And she also does her own radio show, Dr. Karen Tan Radio Show. And author number one, Amazon Bestselling Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach. So thank you, Karen, for coming on. I'm really excited about this show. I think it's uh, it's a topic, again, that people just are not comfortable about, but, you know, it, it's for real. It does exist. So we're going to be talking about um, um, astral fragments and um, Karen. Astral fragments that um, led to her miscarriage of baby's soul in her body, and entities such as ghosts from past lives that can affect our current health and well-being. So it's a fascinating topic. And thank you, Karen, for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Yeah, it's a uh, you know every day it seems to be you know there's new information, there's new learnings. And it's just an amazing spiritual growth process. And uh, thank goodness, you know, there's healers like you who are, you know, really at the forefront and interested in this kind of stuff. Because I've had some really amazing experiences in the office working with people on these issues. And this whole astral fragment thing was is actually pretty new to me um, because I didn't really realize that the soul could be fragmented on the astral level into multiple pieces and I didn't realize until recently that those pieces can be even fragmented while we're still alive in our current lifetime. Like, you know, I found several, you know, well, more than several uh, pieces of soul fragments of my partner in my astral body and several of mine in his astral body uh, in different parts of our bodies. And, and the whole bit about, you know, having my miscarriage, you know, three, four years ago, 
that that unborn child, parts of that soul still remained in my pelvic organs, and I was having all these cramps and, you know, menstrual issues, and I was working with different modalities, including the emotion code and body code, which you're certified in and know about and use, to try to release the underlying imbalances causing these. And it was getting better, but it wasn't until a couple months ago when I discovered these astral fragments of my miscarried baby was still in my uterus and uh, that I released them. And at that point forward that my periods really changed a lot. And so they're not anywhere as painful as they were. I don't suffer every month anymore. And it was like, wow, this is really neat. This is crazy. Now, I have heard of astral fragments. Now, I do work with souls and, um, and you know, and, uh, different elements. But when you say astral fragments, how did you come across this? And was it through muscle testing, or can you give us some background? Oh, sure, absolutely. You know, I think how I came about it originally was that um, because with the body code, what was new, uh, you know, in the seminar that we went to a couple of years ago, what was new in the body code was Dr. Brad sharing that there was an imbalance called entities, uh, entities including, you know, ghosts, um, evil spirits, those kinds of energies that can be attached to or influence us and cause us imbalance in our body, mind, and spirit. So I've, I seem to be one of those folks that um, – People come to me with those issues. You know, I seem to attract those clients or patients like a magnet. So I was doing a lot of entity work, releasing entities, um, attachments, having really amazing stories and successes with it. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and try to research more of what is out there. Um, so I started looking on Amazon at some books, and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's some books on this entity stuff. So I had some books that uh, Dr. Brad had suggested, Bradley Nelson, and then I found some more books and more books. So I read the book called Entity Possession by Samuel Sagan, M.D., and also Healing Lost Souls by William Baldwin, M.D. And it was in those two books that I learned, well, actually the first one I learned about this whole idea of astral fragments. You know, when we die, our you know etheric and astral bodies kind of separate, and we can actually fragment our astral bodies, and that's very common. Uh, but I didn't realize that when we are alive, sometimes we can actually also fragment those pieces of our soul. And I still, I, I probably don't even describe it as well as he does in the book because it's not my original expertise. But it was at that point where I started asking, gosh, I wonder if this is an imbalance that I could ask about. And sure enough, you know, in the body code, we ask yes or no questions to the body using muscle testing. And sure enough, I would get a yes sometimes with some people. And I started working with myself and my partner. And I was like, well, isn't that interesting? So I started, you know, figuring out, wow, there's some astral fragments that could be related to some of these symptoms. Um, and then, uh, you know, several weeks later after researching, and there's actually three or four other books that I read on entities, which are some, some are great and some are not so great. Um, but I was realizing, oh, wow, in one of the books, and I believe it was Dr. Baldwin's book, he talks about that these fragments can also have, from other lifetimes uh, even, can also have entities attached to them. So it's like, for example, you could have, say, your um, say in another lifetime, I was an Egyptian princess, and I was say I was killed by a lover. Okay, say there was some trauma there. Uh, it's possible that my soul at that point didn't completely cross over into the spirit world; that some of it remained and became an entity, like a ghost or partial ghost, that then attached onto someone else or hung around another person, or vice versa. Maybe there was somebody else in that lifetime who's part of their soul got attached to me. And so you can actually have ghosts and evil spirits attached to those fragments of you from those other lifetimes. And I found the first couple of days that I was releasing astral fragments before I knew about the whole entity thing, uh, I would get the astral fragments, I would release them, and they would come back to me. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? I already released these. And what was happening was they were entities attached to them, and that's why I couldn't release them fully. Okay, and yeah, it's it's interesting, and and I was just working with a client today, and the word blocks came to me, so there was actually five 
layer, you know, was hidden. It was hidden, 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 hidden. You know how we're taught hidden. But it was like five layers of hidden blocks, and then you got the emotions within the blocks. It is right. fascinating. And I have to think that there's so many, so many ways that you can have these, you know, entities or uh, astral fragments. And by simply walking down the street, you know, by by any type of trauma, so it, it's really amazing. It's amazing that we can even function, knowing as much as that we're, you know, this information that we're picking up now. It's it's really amazing. How how do human beings even exist with with all of this um, all this happening? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. Well, in one of my uh, one of my patients, her boyfriend was always kind of, I don't know, irritable, antsy, anxious, and uh, she has some chronic pain issues. So we did discover in several locations where she had pain symptoms or dysfunction that there were pieces of him in her from other lifetimes and vice versa. Um, but so we did, you know, this healing where we got rid of the entities that were attached to near or around those fragments. We cleared the negative energies around them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. ask the archangels to fill in all the holes, you know, because actually yeah. if you extract something, there's a hole left over, including when you extract entities. So we want to make sure those holes are filled with love and light. Mm-hmm. I, I call it love and light. So we don't attract anything else in there. Otherwise, a hole acts as a vacuum. And now, he said I, that he changed. Yeah. You know, his can personality changed there? overnight. Can I stop you there, Karen? Sorry, but this is a really important piece. And you're saying that once that particular um, entity has been released into the light, that you have to fill in that hole or things can come back in again. I think a lot of times it's assumed or automatic, but occasionally, occasionally, if I do ask, are all the holes filled? Because um, I always ask the archangels to help me or the angels to help me, whoever wants to help um, and sometimes I'll get a no. I'll, you know, I'll you know I'll ask, I'll say, for example, I'll release say uh, 200 you know entities from these fragments, and I'll say, well, I'll, are all the holes filled? And maybe I'll get a no. And sometimes I'll say, well, how many holes are left? And it'll be one or five, or usually there's not a lot. And then I'll ask, okay, so is there an imbalance preventing us from filling those holes with love and light? And oftentimes it's a trapped emotion, and so we get rid of that. Uh-huh. And and then we intend again that the holes be filled with love and light, and then usually that works, and then we're good. Excellent. And don't you think that that has got to be one of the primary areas to go to almost immediately? That's what I'm sensing. You know, if you're working with somebody with any chronic illness, that I have several people that come to me with that, I'm just going, you know, let's go right to this entity. Like, yes, there can be an imbalanced organ or gland or whatever, but... I'm just sensing that the entities is a huge, huge part that we need to get at, like, immediately. Yeah, that, you know, you've made a really good point. Um, there's two things I want to comment on that. One is that it's so true. A lot of times people are blocked from moving forward uh, in their wellness because of this whole entity issue, either in this lifetime or others, or astral fragments and entities attached to it. But I also find that not everybody's open depending on their belief system, it might scare them. I don't want to really want to scare them. So um, sometimes it's inevitable because I use the body code, and the first thing that comes up in the body code is something related to an entity. Other times it's like, you yeah, I sense that that's what it is, but then I have to be really careful because depending on their belief system, if I come right out and say it, this was what I think. I did this with one one child. You know, I mean, he was a teenager, and it was like the the minute he stepped into the room, I thought, oh, boy, you know, he had an attachment since age two. He had some sort of trauma, head trauma or something like that, and that's when the entity entered. It was a lady, um, this ghost attached to him, and he's been anxious ever since. Um, and But, you know, I sensed it right away and, and told him, and, boy, you know, I, I was like, uh-oh, what did I do? Because he really did kind of freak out, <laughs> and that was part of his symptoms. He was quite anxious, so... I did end up releasing it, and then, uh, thank goodness, I was asking the angels, I said, please, 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 help, help, help me here. Okay, just, you know, help me make this work. Help me make this work so he'll come back so we can keep doing the healing. Luckily, he did. He did come back. He said he was a little little freaked over it, but he said he felt better, and that's why he kept coming. He came back again. 
I love the idea that Karen that you're you're talking about angels because you know I really didn't start working with angels till the last maybe three years, and I'm thinking, wow, why didn't I do this before? Because you know I had heard right. about about angels in church or whatever, and but I really didn't feel a connection. I just did not feel a connection. And then, of course, I got attracted to the work of Doreen Virtue, and now I'm just hooked. And when I, have, when I have sessions, I often pull angel cards, and I encourage my clients to part of that whole self-empowerment that I'm so huge on is, you know, go pick up a deck. It's like, just like having a friend at home. <laughs> just ask a question. But I like how you're just really calling them in to help you. And I think that's a huge piece. A lot of people kind of go, well, I don't know about angels. I don't know about this whole thing. But I like how you're just, yes, you're calling them in, and, and they're, they're assisting. They're assisting you. So that's a right. huge, huge self. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's uh, I, you know, in my book, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, I talk about beliefs. And then I said, you know, uh, we can't really prove anything necessarily that's absolutely true maybe with women in the spirit world we can so i said you know why don't you just decide to believe on something that serves you if it doesn't serve you uh, why bother believing in it but if it does serve you you might as well believe in it so until i have some evidence that it's not for my highest and greatest good i'm going to believe in angels and i'm going to call for help and uh and you know and it's cool because i have a partner who's an indigo adult and he's very perceptive and he's growing in his skills uh, I should say growing. He's remembering his skills from childhood to be able to see these beings. And so now he's, as time goes on, he's more and more perceptive. Um, and so he will be able to, he's actually able to see angels, uh, not in the big, you know, huge eight foot, you know, with the whole wing thing just right. yet. But he can it's sense their height cool. sometimes. He can sense, he can, he knows what colors they are. And uh, he'll say, oh, there's somebody here. And then I'll muscle test and I'll ask who's here. And yeah. so sometimes it's Archangel Michael, sometimes it's Raphael, sometimes it's Ascended Masters, and we can even muscle test exactly yeah. which one it is. It's wonderful. It's so fun. Isn't that fun? You know, there was one time I did a Skype group. I do these Skype groups once in a while, and there's just a bunch of people getting together, and we're just helping one another. And, and I don't care what modality it is. It's just like, who cares? At you know, end of the day, it is so, you know, one God, one higher source. So there was one lady doing Reiki, so she had her camera on. Everybody else had their cameras off. And honest to gosh, we saw a picture there, and it was and, and, and it was like I, I was kind of trying to disbelieve it could possibly be, but there was uh, Archangel Michael. Never, I've never been able to, you know, I don't, you know, I can't see, or I shouldn't say I can't, but at this moment, I don't see auras. And so to be able to see that is so fantastic. How how exciting for the two of you to work together. Oh, yeah. I, it's actually really fun. And, you know, my patients are getting much, I mean, the ones that I have that have been with me for a while, they know that whatever we're doing is working for them. So they just kind of roll with the punches, all the new stuff that I introduced to them. And there was one in particular <laughs> recently said that they have on their campsite uh, a camera that um, takes pictures every time there's movement because they want to know whether the deer are, you know, how many there are and families and where, you know, for hunting purposes. So they have this camera and they caught on, on tape, on videotape, uh, one of their relatives, one of the sons, just milling about, you know, uh, on the camp, doing some work on the camp. But what freaked them out was there was this dark shadow, looked like a big, huge human moth, this, mm-hmm. this dark shadow that on camera, was in the trees, and he'd walk one direction, and they would literally jump to another tree to be close to him. He'd walk back oh, the other goodness. direction, and they would jump back to, you know, another place. And it, it, they, they call it the ghost camera now. Wow. And it was dark, you know. So I, I you know, uh, easy for us to do. We just, I just muscle test. I said, well, who is that? Well, it ended up to be a demon of some sort um, that okay. was not attached to him but following him. And so uh, I was able to, you know, get Archangel Michael to just release it from him. But, you know, I wouldn't have known about it if they hadn't have caught it on camera. Karen, can you tell me what have you found to be the best way to protect yourself? Because this is, again, a, a huge topic. And I just feel, I, you know, I, I, I question, am I getting enough protection when I guide and I work with my clients? Are they getting enough protection? Like, 
And do we do you sense that we need it more now than before? Mm. Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, that that's a great question. I'm glad you're asking that because that's a little uh, that's a little um, tricky uh, in that. I totally know what you mean, and and my friend and I, a colleague of mine, who she also does the emotion code, um, and she has some connections with, um, you know, beneficial, benevolent extraterrestrials, and, you know, she was wondering, well, how come these guys don't have the kind of entity issues that we do as humans? And so she had this conversation with one of her ET colleagues, and really it came to the realization with the three of us kind of conversing and figuring it out is that, the shadow parts of ourselves, when we don't love ourselves completely, even including our shadows, you know, the parts of ourselves we dislike, the lazy self, the, the ego self, the, you know, the, the, the irritable self, the whatever, what right. happens is we create an opening for entities to enter or manipulate us. Yeah, but, and you so, know, I'm Question, like, how many people love themselves 100% unconditionally? We are so hard on ourselves. that it's not with our weight or, you know, like, how many people can say, I just love myself 100%? I don't know about that. Right. Well, exactly. But if you know that that's where they get it, because what happened was we found this colleague of mine. She was doing my cranial sacral work, and she found some sort of gap in my body. And she said, there is something in this gap. And she says, I, oh, my gosh, I don't know what this is. So we were trying to figure it out, muscle test it. Well, it ended up, you know, she asked me to see what it looked like or what it felt like, and it was some sort of device. That's the only thing I could describe. It's some device. It was placed there by a fallen angel. And what the purpose of this particular device was every time I would figure something out that's going on with my body, it would shift like something modulating, and it would now create a new symptom for me to chase. And it was basically the idea was to distract me from my spiritual work with others. So I'd be so distracted with my own health and wellness that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do as much work in the light. Uh, but we figured it out. But she said, wow, she could feel the gap widening every time I questioned my wisdom, every time I, I, I criticized myself. Every time I okay. put myself lower, and then when I started, empo- you know, feeling empowered, feeling vulnerable, feeling love, that gap would close, and it was amazing. Okay. Her hands were on my back, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing!" Okay. And eventually, we got that. Uh, we removed the device uh, energetically, and we're able to close that gap. But it just gave us mm-hmm. a lot of understanding. So one of the things right. we can do with the body code uh, is just ask, how healthy is my self-esteem? Oh, and we can good. get a percentage. So we say, is it at least 50% optimally healthy, 60%, 80%, 90%, 95%. And, and if it's not good, then we work with the, in my case, emotion code or, or body code, and we get that self-esteem up there, and we monitor oh, the self-esteem. Perfect. That is so perfect. Mm-hmm. I love it. That is huge. Thank you. Good, good point. Okay, so um, how did you? Mm-hmm. Okay, back to back to the astral fragments, which is still really fascinating to me. And I'm sorry as to you know your miscarried baby. And um, is that something that just came to your mind, like when you checked, or how did that all take place? Well, I think that um, that's where our spirit guides and angelic guidance really helps because because I ask for help all the time. They'll just give me hints and images, and you know I'll get an intuitive hit, and I know it's thanks to them. So uh, I don't really take credit for that particular thing. I mean, I take credit for listening, but <laughs> um, but I'll just get an intuitive hit. And I think as we do this work more and more, each of us in the light workers will we just will be able to do that uh, more and more and listen and just, just test it, you know. And because we muscle right. test, it's it's not a perfect system, but because we muscle test, it's so quick, you know, to say, oh, okay, let me check this theory, you know, um, okay. yes or no. And we can kind of follow follow that, you know, follow that train of thought. So I don't even remember exactly how it came up, but, um, oh, yes, I mean, the, the Samuel Sagan book talked about miscarriage as a high-risk uh, event for entity possession. That's why. 
Oh, okay. Now, did you feel differently after after you released the astral fragments? Like, did your abdomen area feel lighter? Did you feel, did your spirit feel a little bit, you know, freer or lighter? Did you notice a difference? Well, I, I was having a lot of food intolerances, and I was on a very special diet, a very clean diet. Um, I, I pretty much couldn't eat anything commercially made, um, nothing with flavorings, um, you know, nothing with preservatives. And so what I noticed is that when I would test for food intolerance, that after I released the fragments, I would have a few days where I was pretty clear. I wasn't reacting to things. And if I had stopped working on the astral fragments, then it would start building up again. Um, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff here. So I, I have been almost daily working on astral fragments. I probably have more than the average person just because of what my soul has agreed to do in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. Working, I love working with the soul. And there's so many, so many layers to the soul. And I just... You know, I, I just love doing that. I'm just finding such a huge connection between um, our past lifetime, past experience, and the relationship as to now, what's going on now, when you can get to get that intuitive hit. Like, okay, I, I um, witnessed that persecution, the trauma's in my body, and now I'm carrying it to this lifetime. It's really cool when you, when you release that, the person that kind of feels like, wow, they can feel it. And, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting work. But I think the whole food intolerance, um, that is a whole area in itself that I would have never related to any um, fragments. Exactly. No, exactly. And, you know, I did the usual thing, check the gut and, you know, uh, autoimmunity and hormone imbalance. I had all of that. But when I actually asked the question, what percentage of my food intolerance is physical, mental, emotional, oh spiritual in nature or caused or contributed by those things, I got 80% spiritual. My food intolerance is 80% caused by spiritual issues. And I thought, oh, okay, so then I asked, how much of that spiritual issue or imbalance can I find in the body code, the original body code 2.0 program? Mm -hmm. And and I can't remember what the answer was, but it was not 100%. So I knew there was something outside the body code I had to search and find that was mm-hmm. causing or contributing to that. And that's when I was guided to read some of these books. And mind you, these books are done by past life regression therapists and clinical mm-hmm. hypnotic uh, hypnosis therapists. So they actually, their clients actually do all the talking as far as getting into their past lives. Uh, right. Whereas because I do the body code, because I do muscle testing, I skip that part. So my patient does not do the talking. Basically, I see the image in my mind or muscle test it, and I tell them this is the yeah. past life we're working on. You know, I see this. And one time, one of my patients, she had this, you know, this back pain that kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And I said, okay, there's a past life, and it's, you know, and I don't even, I don't think I told her too much about it. And I said, um, do you see something in your back? And I didn't say anything. I saw it in my mind. She said, I see a knife. I said, that's exactly what yeah. happened. I said, you're on a pirate ship and you were stabbed in the back. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. we removed that uh, from that lifetime. And wouldn't you know, her back pain is practically, I mean, it's it's gone. It's it's done. It doesn't have it. So you check, okay, I like the food intolerance and checking the percentage, physical, mental, spiritual. Do you find that for food intolerance, is that also related to picking up on um well, astral fragments. Well, what uh, the astral fragment part would be, I would say, you know, part of the spiritual imbalances that came up. But uh, when I was figuring out the food intolerance, it was very tricky because I was trying to figure out, okay, is there something in my life I'm intolerant to, first of all? And I was working there. It was, I wasn't really getting anywhere. And so I said, okay, is the food intolerance a symptom of something? And um, and and it, it took me a while to figure out that the food intolerance was my signal that I had astral fragments to heal as opposed to there's something wrong with my life right now that I'm not doing right that I have to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like a, it was just a symbol. Like think about it. You know, food intolerance <laughs> is like having an autoimmunity. You're having excess uh, reaction 
to to something that is is supposedly foreign to your body. Well, the food isn't that. I mean, food is food. But what was really foreign to my body was these astral soul fragments of other people, and so I was actually reacting to those soul fragments, and it was causing the food intolerance to show me, hey, 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 there's something here you're reacting to. <laughs> Pay attention. I just, I just thought of something here, and I know you work with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and I'm very familiar with that. Uh, with the um, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, does this have anything to do with the leaky gut? I, I just had to go to leaky gut. Uh, you know, with the holes in the in the colon, um, I don't even call them holes, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're holes. Yeah, so the food intolerance, that's related to the leaky gut, but is there is the holes in the colon, is there perhaps, could that possibly be any? Uh, that's the usual know. cause. That's the right. usual cause 90% of the time. Um, and so I was, you know, I worked with Dr. Brad on that. I did have some degree of, I've been working on my leaky gut for years. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, after all these years, I should be healed by now, which it was pretty darn close to being healed. Yeah. So that's when I was getting my leaky gut is 95, 99% healed. And I'm like, why am I still getting food intolerance? You know, why am I getting sudden, all of a sudden, one day I'm allergic to tomatoes, the next day I'm not. Like, that's very unusual, you know, right. to to be intolerant, like, suddenly, you know, one day and then another day you're not. Um, and so most of the time I'm going down the leaky gut trail and I'm checking in if people test positive for, you know, bad intestinal permeability issues. We're healing that. But now I'll actually ask, in addition to that, you know, are there any astral fragments causing and contributing to this issue? Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is not. Interesting. Okay, so how does this relate to weight? This is this is a topic everybody loves to hear about too. So, is that is it all a combination like the weight and the you know food intolerance? Um, is there astral fragments that can contribute to the weight gain? Yeah. Well, I think in my case, um, it was a lot having to do with the food intolerance. And that, you know, the food intolerance itself causes a reaction in the physical body, which then causes, you know, stress. And you may have excess cortisol release, which causes, you know, excess weight around the belly area. And then the inflammatory, um, you know, they call them cytokines, but the inflammatory substances created by the immune response increases fluid buildup and increases weight that way as well. So there's multiple reasons, and also it's seen as a toxin in the body, and in order to store toxins safely in the body, a lot of times the body will create fat pockets to store the toxins. So there's a lot of different reasons why somebody right. can gain weight with the astral fragments. And, yeah, you actually have other people's stuff in your body, so you're patting yourself. You know? well, well, I'm thinking, too, and to be honest, I have gained so much weight. I'm very discouraged. And But I, it seems to be that the more that I'm working with people, the more weight I'm putting on. And Yeah, it's, that was me to, originally, too. And to the point now, I'm, I'm just like, man, like, this cannot continue. You know, like, yes, I love helping people, but, you know, this cannot continue. Like, uh, um, so it's, uh, I, I, and I, you know, it's, I find it some can be difficult to let go of their stuff. You know, you can disconnect and, you know, um, do your your exercises afterwards, but I just don't know if it's enough. And and if you're sensitive soul, which most of us are, or else we wouldn't be doing this work, then it's pretty easy to take on other people's issues when you think maybe you haven't. But boy, yeah, I, I have I, some uh, yeah, I have some uh, hints about that that might be helpful for folks. Um, number one is that um, you know, for example, there was there was some stress between two of my office employees today. And I could feel in my body, oh, my gosh, I'm getting constipated. Okay, there's some stress there. You know, even though it didn't have anything directly to do with me, I'm still the boss, so, of course, there's some stress there. So I asked, how well was I able to release their stuff? And the answer was not that well. <laughs> so I was okay. only able to release about 30% of it. So then I said, oh, you mean I'm still holding on to 75%? of this negative wow. energy from that conflict? And the answer was yes. 
So then I, you know, then I intended to release more of that. And so that was a conscious effort on that part. And then the other question asked is, how grounded am I? So am I at least 50% grounded, 60, 70, 80, 90, which is the same as saying how much of my spirit is in my physical body. So that's the other way of saying right. it. So you want to be right. as close to 100 as possible. And if you're not, then you can actually ask with the emotion code, are there any trapped emotions or psychic traumas preventing me from being fully grounded right now? Um, and then do those exercises. And then the third thing I find, you know, and this is, came from another healer that really helped me. I said, why is it that I have to eat such a strict diet? And she really got, you know, she's funny because she'll, uh, she'll say, angels talking, you know, when, she, when she's telling me what they're saying in the moment. So she's like, angels talking. And they said, we need, you, we need your vibration higher, and we are trying to ascend you to a higher vibration. And in order for you to stay there comfortably, you need to be on this really clean diet. And so once you've attained that level of ascension and you can hold that vibration, it's unlikely that you have to stick with that really, really strict diet. So I totally got that, and I was totally willing to do it. And, I mean, people look at me like, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding, right, 30 days of that? But I'm like, you know, it wasn't that bad. And, and i got to tell you, when everybody else was getting sick, stressed, mentally, whatever going on, here I was releasing, you know, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of entities at a time daily and not feeling tired. And it was amazing wow. when, I, when I was on the diet and I was releasing, you know, weight and I felt good. I had energy. I could skate well. So then I knew the, the process was what it needed to be in that moment. I'm still, I'm, now that I'm off the diet, I'm struggling a little bit trying to figure out, you know, what I can and can't eat and how to keep the vibration higher. But I think us healers have to do that challenging work because if we can't cut out the sugar or alcohol, well, not alcohol in my case, but, you know, if we can't cut out the sugar, the alcohol, the processed food, the color, whatever it is, how do we expect anybody else to do that? So we have yeah, to be able to do that and do that hard spiritual work ourselves. I think you're right, and I think that's a big piece that um, we really need to look at. And, uh, you know, and I think what happens is that we can get so caught up in helping other people because, you know, we're kind of earth angels here. Exactly. You can neglect yourself, and I know that that I'm famous. I can't be famous for that. I'm getting better, but I can definitely neglect myself, and uh, it it becomes... um, it's becoming a, a challenge, and I, I keep telling myself, okay, you know, this is the year I'm going to really take care of myself and my body. But, I, you know, you can get so excited about doing this work and releasing the, um, you know, really helping out people. It, it Sometimes it's really hard to really take care of yourself the way that you should be. Mm, that's so true. Well, okay, Angel's talking right now. Okay, they're telling me <laughs> They're telling me to, to say this. Okay, so uh, it's funny because I feel like I'm doing a commercial. But anyway, the angels want me to sh- tell you guys that um, there is a there is an energy tool or product that I use that is very powerful, and it's actually launching tomorrow. Uh, it's called Aquaware 4.0. It's not inexpensive. It's about a $400 computer program. But what it does is it imprints uh, specific intentions into your water permanently, and this particular reiteration of Aquaware can do like seven intentions at once. And what I find is if you drink that water that's been imprinted with those energies, it really changes you from the inside out. And so I've, you know, there's several intentions that I've put in there, like, you know, ascension, you know, um, working with angels. There's 700 intentions in there. There's psychic protection. You talked about protection earlier. I created a seven-layer program for some of my Indigo kids so that they get um, psychic protection, negative entity removal, higher level help from angels uh, to empower them, spiritual power, complete human healing, body, mind, and soul, evolved DNA. All these vibrations are all different frequencies that you can actually charge your water with. And I actually even put my crystals in that water to charge them every day, and I wear those crystals so that I have an extra layer of protection. Because, like you said, there are entities seemingly everywhere, and they are attacking uh, light workers. And we need a way, at least for now, until our ascension and our frequency can stay up there and we love ourselves 100%, we need some tools to help us. Uh, I agree with you. And, uh, yes, and I, I heard of something 
similar to this, I definitely am going to look into that. I know something else that I, well, what I'm doing, I know it's helping me because I'm not taking care of myself the way that I should be. I'm getting some scalar energy. So I get mm-hmm. downloaded every day with um, some scalar energy, too. It seems to be working out pretty good considering the amount of chocolate I've been eating and, you know, the crispness and the stress of situations going on. So that sounds interesting, Karen. I, I'm, I'm definitely something that uh, can look into. How, how do people find out about this um, program? Well, uh, we, we created a web page where I've embedded uh, several tutorial videos uh, of okay. Peter, who's the the mastermind. He's a mystic healer as well as a computer programmer. Got to love that combo. Sort of like Dr. Brad, you know, they're just geniuses, both spiritually and you know, and on the computer. Uh, but I've got it uh, on our webpage, www.karencan.com forward slash aquaware 4.0. So uh, KarenCan.com forward slash Aquaware 4.0. And, okay. um, yeah, there's some video tutorials there. Um, I will be releasing some on my blog in the next couple of days. Uh, I, Peter asked me to wait until the launch, uh, but uh, I'll be releasing a couple of videos of a couple of the layered programs that I created myself uh, one is what I call Psychic Protection 100. So get this. Okay, so having the program is very powerful. You can actually uh, put the power levels anywhere from, you know, 1% to 100%. You will detox too heavily if you start really high, so people have to start a little lower at first. But I put the Psychic Protection 7-layered program at 100%. And the reason I did a video that way is because a friend of mine with the Aquar 3.0 last year told me, because I was just doing a tutorial, and mm-hmm. she said she had the water in front of her, and she charged the water with the video. I said, I don't think you can do that. She says, well, I did it, and it worked. I said, are you serious? You watched the video, and it mm-hmm. worked? And she says, yeah, I was having a sore throat. I wasn't feeling well, and you were just explaining oh. how you would do perfect health. So I just imagined, you know, I was using the program, and I put it in my water. I drank the water, and within half an hour, I felt fine. <laughs> I hey. said, What? Really? So I asked the creator, I said, is that possible? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And I did the same thing with my friend. She had a poltergeist in her house. We charged it with uh, negative entity removal. Uh, Now, I only charged it, I think, 70%. So, you know, uh, she watched the video. We charged water. She sprayed her house. The poltergeist went away. Uh, But what I muscle tested was that uh, if you have the program, of course, you get the 100% uh, potency. But if you have a video of me doing the program, It'll still work, but it's probably about 30% potency. That's why I, I did it at 100%. So people watching the video, which I'll put up in a couple of days, um, they can start charging their water with it and see how it works for them. But it's not going to be as potent as having the actual program. Okay, I've got a question for you because anything is possible, as we know. Energy is energy. So mm-hmm. say, for example, you have a client. Could you then charge for them? Oh, absolutely. So I have the program on my computer at work, and I'll, if they have, I offer them tea every time they come in. So oftentimes they'll have tea, and they'll come into the room, and I said, oh, let's have some fun. So I said, well, you know, um, now there's two programs that I use. One's called The Source, one's called Aquaware. The Aquaware is to change your internal reality. The Source is to change your outer reality. So I said, what do you want to change if you had a magic wand? And, and they said, well, I want to change myself internally. So then I'm like, okay, let's do Aquaware. So what do you want to experience? Well, I want to experience abundance or happiness or the ability to see angels or, you know, um, spiritual growth or better martial arts skills. Or I I got this from Peter, better skating skills. I said, Peter, can you put one for skating? He said, no problem. I'll do it. And I got to tell you, I've been using it for skating. It works. I can't tell. My sit spins are faster. It's lower. I'm more centered. I'm jumping better. I've only used it three or four times. Uh, since I got it, and every time I skate better, it's amazing. So, well, yes, you can do it for your clients. Very, very cool. So do you think, Karen, that, that the more work that uh, the healers are doing, the more that we are getting ta- attacked? Yeah, that? I think there's not everybody. Um, I think that, um, uh, you know, for me, um, I'm what I, you know, what my other healer gal calls me, and she works with a lot of body code emotional people, but she's a clairvoyant, and uh, she's been doing entity work for a very, very long time, and so she is my go-to person if I have entity issues because she is so experienced. 
she said she said you Karen are anointed to do this work not everyone is now those that are anointed are going to have extra protection from the angels and archangels those that are not anointed are probably going to get a little scared and it doesn't feel good to them to do it so they're going to kind of shy away from it whereas me I'm like okay I need to learn more give it to me you know what's going on and she's like she says i love you you said you're so different everyone i work with so scared but not you you just want to know more so you can help people so so she says i'm anointed and so um i have that extra protection and so yeah they're going to attack people like me more but in in our reality um you only they can only hurt you if you give them power so meaning that they're just a negative thought form. The more we're scared of them, react to them, whatever, we create more solidity in their realness right. in our third dimension. So what we need to do is there's some, a difference between being aware of them and going, oh, well, it's not interesting. You know, so my new thing is how to be curious. So, you know, they, they've, they've been very, very interesting lately. They've, uh, you know, possessed a couple of, you know, pieces of, furniture they've possessed some jewelry a friend of mine they created you know these weird vortexes and you know my friend's office and anyway they try to possess my friends you know try to get to me but uh, we always figure it out we always figure it out before any damage is done so instead of being afraid or reactionary they they actually possessed my uh, acupuncture needles one time uh, but thankfully, the person who ha- I put the needle in, she know she she's my friend, my cranial sacral therapist. She knew it right away. She said, "Check." She said, "Check your needles. It feels funny." So I checked it. Sure enough, it was possessed. We got rid of it and asked Archangel Michael to protect all my needles all the time, 24/7. We haven't had a problem since. <laughs> so this is something that we, from the sounds of it, we need to be checking all the time. Well, I think you'll be tweaked when you need to if something doesn't feel right. And I think as we ascend, as we can hold our vibration higher, we'll be able to discern what is ours and what isn't ours, and we'll be faster at figuring it out. Like, for example, this conflict that occurred at work, uh, one you know office worker was, was really quite irritable and mean to the other one, and she's never like that, never, ever like that. So immediately I'm like, ah, check for entities, you know, and sure enough, you know, she had one. And so we had to release one and, uh, and, you know, she apologized the next day, but she was like, I don't understand what happened to me. And I'm like, well, that's what happened. <laughs> you, know, you were possessed. Um, so, but, you know, like I say, we need to approach it not with fear, but with curiosity and with that trust that we have back up, you know, archangels are going to, you know, Tweet right. us, hint to us, tell us, you know, discern. But we have to do our work too. If we know that we're not supposed to eat sugar and we still eat it, you know what I mean? You're not going to be as clear. Absolutely. Same thing with alcohol. Same thing with drugs. Absolutely. Same thing with any addiction. Healers need to heal their addictions. This is one of the teachings that the angels have told me about. Uh, I said, how can we release entities easily all the time without having to do it individually? It's so much work. They said, you need to get rid of addictions from the healers. I'm like, really? Okay. Seriously? And they're so, like, yep. <laughs> that's, so that's the big part. And I know that Doreen Virtue, she has um, put out information, too, about about avoiding these uh, foods and uh, like the sugar, the chocolate, the coffee, and the stimulants. And that we need to get off of that, and that's mm. I I do struggle with that because I do like my coffee, and um, I, that, so so far that hasn't that hasn't happened. But I I know that I'm becoming more and more sensitive to it. Like my stomach, I just can have a cup of coffee, but all of a sudden I just get so bloated, and I know it's bad for me. And um, so this is a good reminder, Karen, by by. Um, bringing this to our, our forefront. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. And, and thank you for being so honest. And I think it's what all of us healers are going through. Um, and it's not mm-hmm. just substance addiction. Some of us have, you know, addictions to the criticism, self-criticism, addictions to judgment, addictions to being right. I mean, there's all these different addictions, mind you, maybe not as, you know, problematic as the substance addictions, but it does cloud our judgments, or gives room for the entities to actually create some sort of imbalance. So sometimes I actually laugh because, uh, you know, we'll find out some weird, you know, thing they're trying, and and then I start laughing. I'm like, hey, that was pretty good. Okay, I caught you, but, you know, I don't know why you bother. You know, you're just making me stronger. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, you know, I think it's really important that, that um, and, and with Skype, I mean, you, we can do this. You know, there can be groups that are created uh, for different types of healers. It doesn't have to be, you know, motion code, body code, and, but, you know, it could be someone to do Reiki or whatever that is. As long as we can help one another, uh, raise it, raise the, raise our vibration, and so I, I'd recommend for people, you know, create a group. Um, it, it, it's very easy to do on Skype, and it's very cool. And I found that I was doing this for a few years that when you get together and somebody says, oh, "I've got a sore neck," and then somebody's checking, and maybe somebody's pulling an angel card, or they're sending energies, and they're finding a trapped emotion, whatever it is. It's really exciting, and, and I think that we need more and more pockets like that uh, where we help one another, especially as practitioners, because, you know, we, it, it can be a heavy load, and I think that we can take on a lot of times more than what we really can handle at times, and we need that support, and we need to give each other support. So you've just given so much information here, Karen. I, that's, I could probably just talk to you forever about this um, <laughs> Fragmented, uh, apps of fragments and the whole entities. And is there one good story that you'd like to share with us before we end the call today? Say a really cool story that happened at work with perhaps working with astral um, fragments or something that comes to your mind that as soon as those were released, you, you did see this phenomenal change. Gosh, you know, um, let's see, with astral fragments, well, I think the the most dramatic one was the the gal that had the knife in her back from another lifetime, and she had entities attached to that fragment. And so we removed the knife, but also removed the entities attached to, you know, her in that lifetime, uh, so that she didn't get that pain back. So that was really really cool. Um, but um, what I'll do is just check for things in the body code, and sometimes. For example, if their autoimmunity is still pretty high, I rate their autoimmunity. I have a lot of people with Hashimoto's, Graves' disease, fibromyalgia, all sorts of uh, autoimmune issues. So I'll ask, do you have any degree of autoimmunity? And if the answer is yes, I'll say, well, how bad is it out of 10? Zero meaning non-10, meaning horrible, couldn't be worse. So they'll get anywhere from, you know, 5 to, you know, 2 or 7 or whatever it is out of 10. And then I'll go through the body code and emotion code and see what we can release. And I ask again when I get a no, there's nothing else that's an imbalance. Uh, So I'll say, well, how bad is autoimmunity at this moment? And maybe it went from a 5 to a 2. So then I'm thinking, okay. So it's a 2 out of 10. So is there anything outside, any imbalance outside the body code that's causing and contributing to autoimmunity? And if there's a yes, then the first thing I ask is, is there astral fragments we can heal today? And 50% of the time the answer is yes. And if it's not that, then oftentimes it's entities and the things that's outside the body code with regards to entities is implants. So those are devices, energetic devices that... Uh, the entities are not physically attached to you, but they have placed these energetic devices in your body, uh, in your astral field to kind of create imbalances. So um, you can then, you know, release those the same way you would release any other, you know, saboteur or any other uh, uh, any other device. So, but my my favorite stories are my kids because they're they you know they're young and. Um, like I said, the, the one kid that uh, since age two, he's just been an anxious, anxious kid, and his parents are just rolling their eyes like, oh, my gosh, this kid is so anxious. And uh, basically like hypo, you know, like a hypochondriac. But mm-hmm. uh, after we released that entity, his personality changed, and his mother said, this is the first time I've seen you smile in years. And oh. it, you know, brought tears to my eyes just to hear that. Um Absolutely. Yeah, and the other one, which is not an astral fragment story, but a friend of mine whose sister has been literally downright mean and nasty to her for years and years and years, just nasty, nasty, nasty. She, I mean, the whole family is like falling apart because of this one person. And so I just thought, I said, you know, just just let me check her. And so I checked her, her sister, and she did not just have your regular old ghost or evil spirit she had what we call a lower realm which is an animal so the lower realm is rather dangerous to go into you often need jesus's help to clear those which we asked for and uh so it was some sort of tigress it was a tiger of some sort i could see it in my mind 
and uh, oh yeah, she wanted to bite you know this girl's head off, and um, and it's funny because she relayed to me later that you know she she would say often to my friend, I am not your sister, and she couldn't understand what she meant by that, you know. But now it made sense because she really wasn't. I mean, her sister was possessed by this lower room entity and she was so dreading this family meeting that was coming up that day and I said let me let me let me call in some help so we so we called in some help we released the entity I checked a couple times to make sure she was still you know clear of that and um and when I asked my friend how was it how was your family meeting and she said peaceful so it was like you know, if, oh. if it's really an entity and you release it or an astral fragment with entities and you release it, a lot of times it is this dramatic shift. Maybe not physically initially, sometimes there is, but mentally, emotionally, oftentimes there is a dramatic shift. Um, I've had people say they just feel more grounded or more together or more happy or the depression is gone or the anxiety is gone or, the you know, the dreams aren't nightmares anymore. That's the other hint that there's entities is that nightmares, people have nightmares. Okay. You know, by this whole discussion for to, for me, I mean, I'm taking away a lot today, but it almost, for me, I just have more compassion now, you know, um, perhaps the person that's acting up, you know, perhaps yeah. that's what they're dealing with. And now I feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to go check. I'm going to go ask. So when, for somebody to hear this conversation and maybe they've never heard of releasing, Let's do a, can you tell us, how, how do you release an energy? What do you do in particular to release an energy? Or release well, a, yeah, we, we use the, uh, the muscle testing to ask, is, you know, is there a negative energy or is there an entity attached to me or around this person, yes or no? If not, is there a hidden one attached to me or around this person? And if there's a yes, I ask, is it actually attached? Because that's actual possession. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. But if it's attachment, you you pretty much know that person doesn't know what they're doing. They're being controlled. So mm-hmm. um, so then you know uh, then I'll ask, uh, is it safe for us to release this entity? And if I get a no, which is mm, uncommon, but it happens. If I get a no, this is not in the body code, mind you. If I get a no, then I ask, okay. So why is it not safe? And then I'll ask, is it because we need to release a trapped emotion first? And most often it's a yes. You know, or there might be some other imbalance that I'll find in the body code I need to release first. And then I'll keep asking, is it now safe to release these entities to the light? And if I get a yes, then we do it one of two ways. One traditional body code way is to roll up the spine, the governor vessel meridian with a magnet and uh, say our little blurb, which is, you know, and I've, I've changed the blurb a bit, but I'll say, you know, um, uh, ask the Archangels, Archangel Michael, to please release this entity into the light for everyone's highest and greatest good so they may go to their next stage of evolution and not harm anyone else again and cover all the holes and fill all the holes with love and light. Uh, or I'll just do it without doing the magnet, and I'll just see it in my mind and just imagine all the entities lifting out uh, from the person and merging into the light and Archangel Michael, you know, escorting them and Archangel Raphael filling all the holes with love and light. And usually it just takes a few seconds, and then I just recheck and say, you know, are the entities released? Yes. Are there any left over? No. Are there any hidden ones left over? No. And then I'll ask, is it really true that this person does not have any entities attached near them around them? Yes. Is it really true they don't have any hidden ones attached near them around them? Uh, yes. Okay, great. Are all the holes filled with love and light? Yes. Okay, are there any hidden holes that aren't filled? No. Okay, so that's why I just double check that there's nothing okay. left over. And then I make sure their shield is up, so I say, you know, are they protected fully with, um, are they protected fully from any negative energies? Um, and now actually when I do the shield, I, you know, roll down the spine. Uh, and most of the time I do rolling down the spine because, you know, people think I'm doing something on them. So I don't often need to do that. But, you know, I'll roll down <laughs> the spine with the, gov- you know, with the magnet and I'll say, I'm now placing a shield that encompasses your whole body, every single cell of your body, um, and extends out a thousand feet. And this shield is made with the highest vibrations of love and light only lets in love and positivity and blocks out all entities and all negative energies in all dimensions through all your lifetimes. Perfect. Because <laughs> I added that recently. That's perfect. 
Well, Karen, thank you so so much for coming on. Uh, like I, I would just love to do this conversation again sometime here. And um, for the people that want to get in touch with you, what is your website, and how can and how can they contact you? Oh, great. Uh, so my website's uh, www.karencan.com. And uh, just a reminder, the Aquaware program, people want to watch some of those free videos, it's uh, karencan.com forward slash Aquaware 4.0, all one word. And um, I have there uh, a free download of the first six chapters of my book, uh, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, a Holistic Approach. And the they, if you put your name and email address, you can get the download for the excerpt. And I actually have five free webinar classes that are recorded that people can also watch at their leisure at any time. Um, and people have the ability to, um, I kind of expand on the parts of my book, but also the most popular class probably is how to do self-muscle testing. That's a free class. So, um, yeah, definitely want to, you know, uh, get in on the mailing list so you can get access to those free classes. And then we just let you know whenever we have radio shows or you know, if there's something that's really cool out there that I want to share with people, like a new video or, you know, new information. So that's the best way to get a hold of me. And there's a contact link right on the webpage if you want to get a hold of me personally. Thank you, Karen. That was just fantastic. I'm really pleased that we're able to do this. And um, I'm sure there's many people that tonight that have listened to this and that will be taking away information. And obviously, um, we're going to be having on a replay. So um, the link will be on my website uh, in the near future of whisperingenergetic.ca, and um, I'll be sending the link to yourself. And this is just great. It's great information. Thank you so much. Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you, Brenda, for inviting me. And, uh, yeah, this has been uh, lots of fun, and it's the first time that I've been able to share this information live on the air about the Astral Fragments. So thank you for that opportunity. Okay. Well, thank you. And, yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining in. And um, we'll be talking to you again. So this is Brenda Lanoff signing off. And uh, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Bye. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit